0: Welcome to Let Me Ascertain You. This show is a program of the Civilians, the Center for Investigative Theater. Each episode captures a live event, and most everything you'll hear is taken from an interview with a real person. Here's the Civilians Artistic Director, Steve Cawson.
1: This episode is the second installment of Let Me Ascertain You on our most recent production of The Way They Live at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Walking into the American Wing, One can't help but notice the majority of art is images of elite white men by elite white men. Though presently, for the first time in history, the head of the American wing is a woman and the curatorial staff is entirely female. In this next scene, two of the female staff of the wing discuss a self-portrait by a famous American woman, Mary Cassatt. The painting is Portrait of the Artist and the actors in this scene are Jennifer Morris and Irene Lucio.
0: Why don't we see more women artists at the museum? Why? Maybe they weren't as strong of figure painters as men. They didn't have the training. They weren't allowed to go to the Ecole de Beaux-Arts in Paris. There's a reason for all this. I mean, in the way all of our histories are written, that's the story that's generally left out.
2: Our department is now fully women, which is really exciting, and I'm super proud of us.
0: I'm the first woman to be head of the American wing, and it's a privilege. It's an incredible opportunity, but uh, we have so many smart, strong women in our department who are so good at what they do and just have this great passion. I mean, we do have men, Uh, some of the techs, the technicians who are fabulous, but... um, the curatorial staff now is all women. Uh, this watercolor, this self-portrait by Mary Cassatt, it's uh, one of only two she produced. Cassatt was amazing. She was the only American to officially exhibit with the French Impressionists in a time when there weren't many professional women artists. To be honest with you, I, I just, to be
2: honest, I think it, it's not a very strong work. I mean, I just feel like her other paintings are so much better than this. The the coloring is strange. This part of her body seems so awkward. And compositionally, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't speak like such a strong work to me.
0: This is the impressionist gallery. We have a lot of lovely women in white, you know, upper class women, uh, usually models, wives of artists, children of artists. But then to have this image of Cassatt, but she's the producer. She's the image and the producer. I love that. Mm. You know, it's it's challenging to exhibit works on paper in a gallery with paintings, especially skylit, you know, beautiful skylit galleries where the lighting has to be so much lower. So this separate alcove seemed like a good solution. I think
2: the location is really interesting. And, and I know that it's because we have another painting on loan, but She's a relatively important American artist and female, and she's in an alcove by the stairwell. Other self-portraits, usually men, they just seem like they're really owning it. They're like in the act of making their art, and this is just, it just, if you didn't know who she was and you just came around, you'd be like, oh, all right, there's some lady laying on some pillows. Like, lean in. (laughs) She's leaning out.
1: The next scene was built around Dressing for the Carnival by Winslow Homer, which depicts a group of former slaves on the 4th of July. April Mathis plays an African-American visitor to the museum, who we interviewed in front of Homer's painting. And this interview then becomes a song titled Never, written by Kristen Childs.
0: This is, I think, an amazing portrait of former slaves. I mean, many, many images of African Americans that you see in art in this period are caricature and rely on stereotypes. And Homer is, I think really, the first American painter to really sensitively portray these former slaves they're um, celebrating the Fourth of July or Independence Day, but the central figure is being dressed as Harlequin, which comes from a festival called Juncano. Uh, this is where the slaves would leave their quarters to go dance at their masters' houses. and of course, the references there's the um, there's the American flag there. It's this kind of powerful combining of traditions.
3: It's kind of sad to me that he's like, just as, I mean, I definitely feel like the artist was making a social comment by dressing up the man as a clown. And then the girl with no costume, she's like, not adapting. The, the other children, they're, they're learning that socialization. They're learning from their parents. I am a fool but I am also bicultural, but I am free. I don't know, it's very complex. I mean, these people are definitely, obviously proud of being American, and yet the way in which they're allowed to show that pride is foolish, like it's embarrassing almost, but they don't think so. But I
4: feel embarrassed. It looks like they're getting ready to celebrate something, but they don't look very happy. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it says it's a combination of traditions, but you don't really, I don't really see any African tradition in there. I mean, this is, this is what Europeans, it's slave wear. <laughs> I don't see any African wear. They're not feeling very American because they did not have the same rights other Americans had. Don't look at this and say, oh, y'all came far. What? (laughs) What? I see it at my job, so don't tell me that. And I do payroll, so I know what everybody's making. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. It really wasn't.
5: my grandmother was born in the south in north carolina once she left the south she said She would never, 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 never never Go back to us and tell us what happened. She even had land down there. We had no idea where it was at. Grandma, I'll go get the land. Forget that mess. Forget that mess.
1: Next up, another interview we did in front of a painting. This one was with one of the Metropolitan's technicians, and the painting is another work by Homer, the veteran in a new field, depicting a lone figure harvesting wheat. Here's actor Cindy Chung.
3: It's an art. It's our art. Moving them without breaking them. And it's tricky because there always comes a point, no matter how much machinery you have involved, you have people pushing, lifting them up to put sliders under them. Uh, I'm walking to this painting because it's one of my favorites in the whole museum. It's an amazing, beautiful painting. And I was looking at the label yesterday and the idea that the scythe possibly representing the grim reaper might be a stretch. (laughs) Just what war does, you know, to young men and women now. But then that beautiful harvest of wheat, I think of that with my son. My young veteran is in a new field now too. He invaded Iraq at 18. I slept in a fetal crawl for a year. He is at home and safe and is a social worker working with returning vets with PTSD. If he can help some young man or woman come back who aren't doing so well, but if he can get them back into healthy young citizens, it's a high price we pay. We're patriotic, but we're not nationalistic. That's been a significant distinction to me, that you can love our country, but you don't have to love everything that we do, and you don't have to stand there screaming that we're number one when we're clearly not, you know. I love my job, I have to say. There's no other job I'd rather have than the one I have where I have it, in the American wing. We're unique because we have paintings, we have furniture, we have silver, we have textiles, we have everything. We get to handle everything. I was born for this job, I love to touch stuff. A lot of these uh, sculptures, uh, because we'll be moving them out shortly, uh, this is the room where they have the Met Gala. And uh, we'll actually be moving a lot of these statues out to protect the pieces. Uh, we have the prerogative to say no, the art comes first. Hiawatha stays because he's deemed too fragile. And uh, the dying girl, the dying Mexican girl will stay throughout the gala, uh, but she'll have a box built over her because uh, this is all part of the art and uh, all these pieces are separate. And so moving them, it's too much. So she just, she's dying, but it's all right because she's Christian now. (laughs) Which is hard. There are a number of pieces like that, you know, that deal with that sort of manifest destiny and righteous expansion and conquering a people to save their souls. We're not the first Americans, but we did roll with that tradition. So yes, Mexican girl stays, Hiawatha stays.
1: We'll be back with more from The Way They Live our show which was written by Micharn Clockley and directed by Mia Raveno. You can subscribe to Let Me Ascertain You on iTunes. You can also find out more about us and other artists and companies at our new online publication, Extended Play. It's theater beyond the theater, and it's at extendedplay.thecivilians.org. Interviews for this episode were conducted by Micharn Clockley, Shayna Stripe, and Corey Tamler. I'm Steve Cosson. Until next time.
0: That's it for this episode of Let Me Ascertain You. If you liked what you heard, please help spread the word. To find out more about The Civilians, and to see where you can see a live show, please visit our website, thecivilians.org. Thanks so much for listening.